All right, boys and girls, thank you so much for tuning in to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate all of the downloads. It has been a record-setting couple of months over here, and uh, we just we appreciate every single one of you. This podcast is brought to you by iSight Drone Service, and they are now offering LiDAR inspection with an American-made drone. LiDAR creates an extremely accurate 3D model and can be used for infrastructure and construction inspections, terrain modeling, archaeology, power line inspections, and much, much more. They are actually uh, flying over a farmer's field. They, they're uh, they're going to dig a ditch for watershed management. It's going to tell them exactly where to dig and how much dirt to move. Uh, it's way more precise than anything else, and it's all with an American-made drone. If you are needing anything, if you've got this new piece of duck property or if you're needing them to do something like this farmer's doing, they have LiDAR technology on their side. They can come out to your piece of property, and they can give you an accurate reading of what you need to do. So, for a limited time only, you can save 20% off of their services if you email honker at eyesightdrones.com. Tell them what you're wanting to do, and you can save 20%. It's that simple. I highly recommend you uh, jumping on this because it will not last long. That is from Eyesight Drones. We're also brought to you by Shin Gear Waiters. Folks, if you're going to buy you some waiters, you're going to buy waiters every single year. There's guys on here listening right now that buy a pair of waiters every year. And they dread it every year. Yep. Oh, damn, I wish somebody would come out and make a good pair of waiters. So you got to call waiters, but you can't pay a little bit for them, but they got a lifetime guarantee. So look up Shin Gear Waiters, and they have waiters in stock right now. Holler at them at shingear.com. Shingear.com. They're built out of nylon. Uh, and like Jeff said, they got a promise that they will stand behind their waders for as long as you'll stand in them. So check them out at shingear.com. And you better hurry because uh, supplies are limited. So if you want a pair of the best waders on the market, go check them out. We're also brought to you by Bangtail Whiskey. Enjoy a traditional corn mash whiskey, eight in charge, new American oak barrels. You'll find a pleasant aroma of vanilla spice before galloping in a note of nougat, sweet corn, and a lingering caramel finish. Built on a dream, aged 25 years, handcrafted bangtail whiskey will create the perfect sip no matter how you drink your whiskey. Other than all that fancy shit, does it taste good, Andy? It is very good. There I do my go. whiskey sours out of it. Uh, you can drink it straight, however you want to do it. Bangtail whiskey is the way to go. They can even ship it to you. You go to bangtail.com, and it will go right to your door. Bangtail.com. We're also brought to you by Pacific Calls, the boys up in uh, Spoke Compton. Trevor and Alex. You'll never meet two better guys in the waterfowl industry. Good people. I good mean, people, good product. Seriously. You can call them up at any time. Tell them what you're looking for. They're incredibly knowledgeable. Uh, kind of about, you know, they can talk to you about maybe your skill set, and they can find a call that is best for you. The PCD is still one of the best duck calls that's on the market right now, and uh, I like their 206. It's what I use for lessers. And uh, you need to check them out at PacificCustomCalls.com, or you can call them however you want to get a hold of them, and they can find you a call that will work best for you. They're actually making Reese his uh, his first goose and duck call. Oh, that'd be awesome. So that's going to be here for his birthday. Talk to Trevor, and he said absolutely we'd be happy to do it. That is awesome. You will not meet a better group of guys. So check them out, PacificCustomCalls.com. We're also brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. Listen, the shortage is real. If you want shotgun shells for this coming waterfowl season, you better order them now. And if you're a snow goose hunter that hunts in, in February, 
you definitely need stuff in the closet tucked away. Uh, Boss Shot Shells, all American-made products, shipped straight to your door, um, and it hits like a freight train. Bismuth is the way to go. Another group of great great guys, American-made, American craftsmen, Boss Shot Shells. That's at BossShotShells.com. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. If your coffee sucks, it ain't the duck. It's how we start our morning out here at the Big Honker Lodge every single morning. Made here in the great state of Texas. They've got a blend for you no matter what you like, whether you're a a high-caffeine kind of guy or a mid-roast, whatever. They've got a blend for you. Um, uh, DirtyDuckCoffee.com, and you can pick what you want, and it'll go right to you. They've also got incredible-looking swag. I like like their shirts. DirtyDuckCoffee.com has got uh, the best way, and they've also got a a sampler pack, so you can get uh, all their blends shipped straight to your door. We're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. The tops for those two-by-four blinds game changer, might be the best invention that, that they've ever come up with. My grand dog is going to be riding around in comfort with a brand-new yeah, brand new crate, extra-large crate for his extra-large big ass, yep. a pad in there, and a, and, fan. and a fan. And I think we're working on getting him a flat-screen TV so he can watch Scooby-Doo on his way to the hunts every morning. Lucky so. Duck is working on the technology right now. But, yes, if you've got a plus-size dog like my, my big boy Lou – uh, they now have a five-star crash test rated dog kennel that you can safely put your dog in and not have to worry about him, you know, if something bad happens on the road. Listen, hunting season roads get icy. You want to protect your buddy, put that big-ass pad back there. Also, if you need a spinner, a uh, A-frame blind, they're the way to go. And now, if you're a crane hunter, you can put those tops on the 2 by 4 blind and uh, don't have to worry about the cranes seeing the boogeyman in there. So... I would check them out at LuckyDuck.com. We're also brought to you by Dive Bomb Industries, the leader in silhouette manufacturing. Great guys there, too. That is one thing about our sponsors is every one of them is top-notch people, and they go out of their way for their customers. Dive Bomb. Except for the fat bastard at Stanfield Hunting. Yeah, he's a little bit of a dick. You're talking about Tony. Yep. Dive Bomb Industry, if you need silhouettes, they are the way to go. As always, you want to get the bag so that they pack up nice and neat, and you can stay organized during hunting season. It does not matter what you're chasing. They have got a decoy for you, whether it is uh, Canada geese, specs, snows, ducks. They've got uh, Canada floater line that they're really excited about. They're also coming out with the uh, the kickstand. Be looking for it whenever they say that they've got some in stock. If you want it, you better jump on it. Guys, if you're hunting a pond, southwest Oklahoma, northern Nebraska, wherever, you're hunting on a stock pond, take, and, and you got a bank you're going to hunt on, Take you two dozen of those those duck silhouettes and stick them on there. It makes your spread look so completely different. I'm telling you, the colors pop on them. It's a game changer. It's it's a, it's an inexpensive way to add your spread to kill a lot of ducks. So look up at <coughs> DiebombIndustries.com. That's the way to go. We're also brought to you by Gundog Outdoors. Uh, listen, they've got a couple products that I think everybody should need. If you're a waterfowl hunter and you got a dog that likes to, you know, go when the shot is called, you need the quick release system. It's a patented, which means it's extra fancy. You clip it onto your dog's collar and uh, it's got a leash on it. That dog does not go anywhere until you let him. You just pull a little quick release and away he goes. It's super simple to use. This cheap and uh, effective quick release system can be the difference between life and death. So... I would highly recommend, no matter, I mean, listen, all it takes is one. So every dog, I think, as a safety measure, you could use it. They've also got 
their um, field trauma kit. Hunting is a dangerous sport. Uh, just every day you can cut yourself on a knife. It doesn't matter. Um, they have tools in this field trauma kit that I think every hunter should have in their blind bag and in their pickup truck because, it listen, it's just the nature of the beast. Um, plus Alex Langbell, he's a, he's a super great guy. And uh, he's taken a lot of time to kind of figure out what they needed in this field trauma kit. And he had to figure out a way to make this uh, quick release system work. And they both work. So check them out at Gundog Outdoors and uh, take care of that four-legged friend of yours. We're also brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. You put enough pressure on them, they are back going. Um, you go to Patreon and you become a cult member and you can listen to all of their podcasts. Their entire library is up on Patreon. Um, the bourbon reviews are free to anybody. So if you just want to listen to the bourbon review, that's free. That's about 20 minutes and it's free to everybody. Uh, but if you want to get to the meat and potatoes of things, uh, donate to their Patreon account and then uh, you can listen to Log Logan and Rebel uh, talk a bunch of shit. They're a lot of fun to listen to and they're great guys. So check them out at the Looking Glass Duck Club podcast. We're also brought to you by Goose Creek Retrievers, Mr. Matt Peel. He is touring the world. Got hunt tests all over, and I think he's stacking up them ribbons. Just ribbons galore for Mr. Matt Peel. He's a great guy, incredibly knowledgeable uh, about training labs and hunting dogs, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, you should definitely follow him on Instagram, Goose Creek Retrievers. And if you have any questions or if you've got a dog that you want to send off and have Matt train it, professionally trained, check him out. Uh, I'm sure he'll be more than happy to. Uh, From a started to a finished dog, he can take care of it all. Whatever you need. He's a one-stop shop. That's at Goose Creek Retrievers. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. We've made it through uh, most of dove season, a lot of dove season. A third of the, uh, half of dove season's over. Folks, if you want to shoot some ducks, holler at me. We have some prime Oklahoma dates left. Yes, I'm pushing this. This is new for us on the duck hunting. No, not new for us to shoot ducks, but we're really, really pushing on the ducks. Do a lot more duck hunting. So holler at us in Oklahoma to shoot ducks. We still got cranes and geese in Texas left. But if you want to do a, shoot some ducks and shoot something besides ringnecks and redheads wherever you're hunting and you want to shoot some puddle ducks, holler at us for Oklahoma hunts. I've got a few dates left in December, and i got some January dates still left. But that's at stanfieldhunting.com or call me, and I will answer the phone myself, 940-658-3172. You're going to feel like a real dickhead if they shoot a bunch of ringnecks that day. Well, I will, but I'll blame <laughs> it on you. All right, boys and girls, this episode of the podcast, we sit in the blind with... The killer, my hero, the goat, the greatest goose hunter to ever walk the face of the earth, Mr. Dave Reese. Uh, he's up there in Minnesota. He's out in the blind today, and uh, we thought it'd be a cool, cool way to do a podcast. He's hunting, and we're watching, just like old times. We hope you enjoy it. Oh, and Dave, Dave and his brother have also taken over Randy Bart's uh flagman business so they got a couple couple new and improved products coming out to the market uh this year and so if you're in the market for a legendary flag contact dave reese anyway hope you enjoy it here he is the goat dave reese i can stand up and shoot if you, i have you can to do, can you can do whatever you want to do <laughs> youtube might ban it but you know those com uh, commie motherfuckers. You won't see. You won't see nothing. You'll probably just hear bang bang. And if it was me shooting, you'd be like, "Motherfucker, missed again." All right. 
After all them years, you don't miss, do you? <laughs> all the time. That was me trying to shoot at one bird. Here we go. Three, two, one. Boom, and welcome to the Big Honker Podcast brought to you by Goose Creek Retrievers. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world-famous Andy Shaver. That is me. That is me, and I got wires underneath my chair. That's how you start fires, Jeff. And, and with us today... Don't you fuck up this introduction, Jeff Stanfield. From the blind in western Minnesota, my the, friend... The goat himself... I say he's the greatest goose hunter I've ever known and been around. And I've I been would, around. A I would whole, second that. And I've been around a lot of them. A lot of guys that had an ego. This guy don't have an ego. From Minnesota, Mr. Dave Reese. Dave, how are you doing? Oh, not too bad. From the blind. How could you be doing bad? I couldn't be doing bad. I'm sitting <laughs> in the duck blind. It's overcast. 60 degrees. 30 mile an hour east wind. <laughs> Where, where, where are you located in this duck blind in western Minnesota? Well, I'm sitting right in the middle of it. Okay, Jeff. where is the where is the <laughs> blind, where is the blind at located? It's called Bankers Point, and it's oh, I suppose I'm probably ten miles southeast of or southwest of Fergus Falls. How, how are the lightning? How's the how's the hunting been? You know, it's been all right. The cans and the redheads and some of the divers just showed up yesterday in that north wind, and um, we shot a few of them yesterday. Um, the wind's been kind of keeping them down a little bit today for some reason. We shot a few, but um, we're just kind of waiting the bigger divers out. They fly a little later in the day, um, kind of waiting for them birds to come back around here. Um, kind of like shooting them canvas backs and redheads, and um, I think we shot a couple mallards, seen a pintail. Um, we shot at a bunch of teal. We shot at. <laughs> so, are, do you, that, you you manage a hunt club, correct? Yeah. Yep. How long have you been doing that? Oh God, since '94. Oh no, 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 no! Actually, since ninety. Eight, probably. So you started doing that the same time you were working for us? Yeah. Well, I ran a different hunting club when I started working with you. They called St. Paul Pass. That's right. And yeah. then I worked for him for about, almost about the same time I worked for you. And um, and then I kind of, I ran into Larry and um, Larry made my life a lot easier and um had to deal with one family instead of 12 different members, you know, that I didn't, you know, that always didn't get along. <laughs> um, but, um, no, I, um, almost 30 years, I guess I've been doing this. So that's I hadn't been too bad. Hadn't been too bad for me. You yeah. know, I found a card from St. Paul pass hunting club sometime last summer. Oh my God. From me? Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna look for that again. It's in. It's in this. 
one of my drawers with all my shit in it from just just pretty cool oh old God. shit that you don't think about at the time that you still have collect that I've collected over the years. Oh, we got some ducks working. We got birds working. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> what? what? Well, I think it was actually a pair of golden eyes. What's the limit on them? You can shoot six of them. Oh. Ooh, ooh, that ain't golden eyes. <laughs> what a time of year. Ollie's calling. I hope they shoot. We might have fucked it up. If I stick here long enough, I will. I, uh... So, are are there clients by you? Uh, they're probably 30, 40 yards away. I'm in a separate blind by myself now. I was sitting with them earlier, and I said, well, I'll, I'll come down and sit in my own blind. <laughs> that would bother anybody. You... I'm probably where I should be. I'm right in the kill hole of all the divers. So. <laughs> and you got, them on, you got them 30 yards away from you. Oh, well, the ones is about 60 yards. This is like a 1,500-foot point. Oh, wow. And I got steel blinds buried in the rocks up and down it. Mm -hmm. And I'm about, I'm on the inside one. And I'm probably three quarters of the way across the lake. <coughs> I, got, I got to say, your your lanyard has filled up quite a bit since uh, your days out here in West Texas. Or did you just not, uh, did you just not show the bling as much when you were down here? I sold all the bling down there. That is true. Yeah, you made a lot of money off the other guides doing that stuff. Johnny paid big money for a lot. <laughs> I paid him skin hogs and coyotes. and um, uh, I probably didn't really start collecting until the last 15 years. Right. You know, I always looked at a band as it was dumb enough to get caught once, and then it was dumb enough to come in and die in my decoys the second time. So, <laughs> A lot of truth to be uh, said about that. A lot of truth. Know, Bands are, you know, they're cool. They they all, you know, clients love to see them. They like to see the jewelry. They like to know that the experience is there. But um, most of my bands on my lanyard, I could probably tell you who I was hunting with and um, different, just different stories that go along with them. Right. Uh, you know, them are kind of just remembers. Hmm. Each one's kind of a memory. Yeah, no, that's you know, exactly right. And, and the longer that you do this, you kind of the 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 quality really doesn't matter as much. I mean, the quantity, I, I should say, the quantity doesn't really matter as much. It doesn't, but the quality is kind of what you look for. And you put these little pieces on your lanyard, and each one tells a different story about you know what you were doing that day, like you said, who you were with, and it's just uh, you look down at one, and it's just a reminder. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. They all got a different story to them, if you can remember them all or not. You I don't know, there's probably over 50 or so on that one. So, um, there's, hey. bands, there's bands under bands on that one. You, you know, Dave, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about some old-time stuff here. Do you remember the biggest prank we ever pulled on a guide while you worked here? Do you remember, uh, do you remember sure. Dave, Dave and the stripper? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ash, uh, what was her name? Yeah, no, I do remember that. Didn't you send me flowers? Yes, uh, I'm gonna tell everybody this story. Day, we had another guy that worked for us that uh was in love with this stripper, and he was talking about uh, about her one time. And Dave, D Dave, says, "Hey, 
oh, I know her. And he, he's like, oh, you do? And he said, oh, yeah. So we, we, we staged a phone call first and had her play like she called the office for him. And Dave got up from dinner to go talk to her. And he was really concerned, this other guy was. He was like, real. The we'll other call, Dave. The, well, I wasn't going to use his name, but you oh. just did. <laughs> the other Dave was, was, was really concerned about this and stuff. And so he started questioning Dave about it. And Dave's like, a, a, a true gentleman never speaks and tells. <laughs> and that really started eating at his ass. And then about three or four days later, we're all sitting at dinner, and the lady delivers flowers out here from this girl to this Dave. And, boy, that really ate his ass up. And, oh, it was fucking great. We got a, we got a good two or three weeks of all that shit big time. Yeah. And he never did. We never did tell him the truth. No. <laughs> Matter of fact, you had her send some panties in the mail. That showed up at our lot. Yeah. Or wherever. Yeah. We were. He got an envelope with a, like a Valentine card deal with some panties in it, and well, that really ate at his ass. So about time it'd go away, something else would happen. But when the flowers came, he was like, "Oh, he thought his significant other had sent him some flowers, and then he saw the card." Yeah, that's right. He thought they were for him, and they were. <laughs> Me. Oh, was, oh yeah. He, uh, oh he um I was dating a gal in Ten Mile and um I I don't know, I had twenty guys show up for dinner there and I did the same thing to him. He was kinda he was kinda being a whiner and doing shit and I said, Well that's fine. You're gonna pay for your own meal and I bought everybody else's meal but his <laughs> and, um and then the gal I was dating, she brought dessert for us all at the steakhouse because she was one of the waitresses. And and so she brought dessert to everybody but him. <laughs> what? He, he was whining. Oh, my God. He whined and he cried. And what was he whining about? He whined about everything anyways. <laughs> he had to pay for his supper and he didn't get no dessert oh. when everybody there was another 19 of us that did. Right. Yeah. You know, he, he, he was, he whined anyways a lot. So, um, you are now running or taking, you own Randy Barch's flags company, correct? Yeah, me, Steve, um, we pretty much inherited Randy's flagging business. Um, he wanted us to have it on and keep going on. So the only, we made some, a few minor changes, but nothing major. And, um, we're just trying to get our, heads wrapped around all of this too yeah you know he, they, he just passed away a month ago so um they were kind of just going through inventory and getting stuff started and trying to figure out what we really need and what we don't need because mm -hmm. randy was an inventor he probably wasn't um he wasn't the best he always he, you know i'd dig into a box i'd find 10 different types of one thing Mm -hmm. Well, you can't sell 10 different types of one thing. Um, you got to have a consistency of the same thing that you're selling. Um, so we've been going through a lot of that stuff, but no, it's, um, looks like it'll be a fun venture. Um, my brother's excited about it. I'm excited about it. We've done some changes. Um, you know, I guess we've been doing it as long as Randy probably has because we kind of all started at the same time doing it. And um, the couple of the things that wore out on Randy, um, I've changed. And then we kind of put rubber tips in. 
and instead of them wooden dowels on the ends. So, right. you know, they always split and they'd break and we changed that and um, everything seems to be going really well, just even by that one thing. Um, can you believe I used a flag for five years and didn't break it? Really? This one? I mean, that, yeah, I had, yep. Yeah that rubber tip that first one i've had i've done it for five years and i've yet to, to break it that is um, shocking and it took all that problems of rods breaking and tips breaking mm -hmm. by one little item and um rods don't slide out it holds they hold tight um i'll send you one yeah, yeah, we'll have to take a look at it because that was always the thing. It was a wood, it was a wooden dowel basically with holes drilled in it, and then the fiberglass would go through there where you're, it would wear out. Yeah, yep. You, you know, yeah. I, I have a bag that uh, Randy gave me a zip up case that says uh, Flagman Pro Staff and has Jeff Stanfield and has Randy Barch's signature on it. Gray and black. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I brought a bunch of them down there at one time. We were trying to um, get everybody um, get everybody outfitted. I think when we were done, when I brought come down, usually the first time I met Randy, Randy and Mike Ducart, and uh, Mike's in the deer hunting business now, and he had illusion goose calls in. Randy and Mike came down with the guys that were testing the uh, final approach blinds. This would have been like in okay. 1995, 96, I think 1995 maybe. They were doing it. come up and we hunted in the wheat with it. And um, if we'd had the right colors, it would have worked a lot better. But that's the first time I met Randy. And I thought, God, this old fucker's got a lot of shit because he had all <laughs> kinds of contraptions and stuff. You, can, you, you, you have no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Oh, my God, you have no idea. <laughs> Uh, 40 years of that mind twisting and turning. Uh, it was scary. Uh, there, there, there's two people that I've met like Ron in 30 years. Of, I mean, like Randy maybe. in the hunting business is Ron Winicky and Randy Bartz. Because Ron Winicky was also a tinker or stuff. Randy just yeah. carried it out further than Ron did. But they both had more shit than anybody I've ever been around in my entire life. And yeah, Randy uh, with your, with his, at his pit. And he'd leave everything he brought in the bottom of your pit. <laughs> so how long had you known that uh, you and your brother were going to be the ones that were going to take this over? Just just like this last fall. Oh, shit. Randy sat down with us and kind of said, hey, you know, I my kids want nothing to do with it. And um, you and David have been here the whole time. And, um, well... Um, I'd like you guys to kind of continue on with what I'm doing. And so we're, we're giving it a go. Um, we're going to, we're, we're not changing it a lot. We're just calling it instead of, it used to have that flagman thing. We had to change it to flagman legacy products. Mm -hmm. It kind of fits in that way. And um, we're, we're doing the best of what he, we thought he had. And, um, and kind of just sticking with that until we get a, you know, a handle on stuff. Um, most of it, we're sending it to the, a lot of the guys that I'm shipping stuff out now to is outfitters up in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, the more goose hunting gets on, the more, I guess we, um, we think about it 
and you know need that stuff yeah now so. did he uh did he say like hey listen this i've got this over here did he kind of give you a tour of what all he had or once he passed <laughs> yeah, he had no idea <laughs> no we had no freaking idea <laughs> what we even had or what if you had any inventory i mean um i probably won't have to buy fabric for a couple years oh here we go we got some action here we'll stay quiet i don't think we're gonna affect this much well jeff i don't want to be the reason that they flare keep your head down keep your head down keep your head down i told you (laughs) i told you Oh, uh, maybe not. They're cans. They might come around again. He's way too loud. I feel like we're calling a golf tournament. Them things will come in. If they're going to come, they'll come. I feel like oh, we're... some birds coming in, though. But hey, I'll keep... I am. Um, I'm looking at my schedule, and I'm gonna. I'm trying to make a trip that first week in November because we're going to be dead that week. So during the week, if you got some field mallards, Dave, I'm gonna come up and Democrat a spot with you and come shoot some field ducks. Well, we got. I only the only day I have to worry about is the day after election. I got a group of like sixteen up here. What's the day after the election? One of the days that I could come up there. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only day. Let's see. There you can go. The day after that, I'm, I may come up that drive up that Wednesday and hunt Thursday, Friday, and come back. And I may go hunt with some guys on the Mississippi River that Saturday, Sunday. You're just Democrating everywhere. You know what, Andy? Whew. Yes, I try. I call that using the, the Mikey Soberano approach. Do do what, Dave? It says it's all the people from California moving to Texas. Yes, yeah, yeah, they've he's, affected me. He's uh, he he has no no qualms calling in a favor anymore. <laughs> so, what's the migration looking like? Is it full go up there, or is it slow? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, That's not a clear I, answer. That's either way answer. So, which way is it? No, I'm sitting here, I'm watching a pair of geese fly across here, and I'm thinking I should call at them, but it would be really loud here in the box, so I'll just let them land out there. Is that not where you normally do goose hunts at? Oh, I do goose hunts here, too. But mainly, probably one of my main, I mean, if there's um, 15 species, I'll shoot sometimes up to 15 species of birds off at this point. Where a lot of places, you shoot mallards or you shoot puddle ducks or you go just shoot divers. I shoot about everything here. I've even shot sea ducks here. Now, has that spot always been good or is that something just over yeah. the years? You know, this place has been, um, the abstract goes all the way back to 1890. Wow. On the, the leasing rights at this point. Um, so, yeah, it's been around a while. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a spot. Um, Do you hunt with Steve much anymore? You know he comes up and visits me two three times a year. He'll come up for four or five days and hunt with me. We did he did in September, um, and we ran. I don't know. We had a pretty good hunt. Um, Here he goes again. These are coming. Oh, okay. If there's a pair of geese. So Jeff and I are going to turn uh, our microphones down so we don't affect you. Uh, He's losing him. He's not flagging at all. You got a flag, Dave. Flag. Turn him. 
milestone. He's a killing machine, I'm telling you. Well, I'm going to feel awfully awkward if he doesn't kill anything on this podcast. <laughs> Here we are saying that he's the best killer we've ever had. Do you want to go up to Minnesota with me and go hunt with him for a couple of days? I don't know. We'll see what's going on here. We ain't got nothing that week. Jeff, I've got other obligations. Do you know i got to be in Ira, an 8 o'clock game? Oof. <laughs> They're gone, Dave. He didn't flag enough. He didn't flag enough. Wind's going 30 miles an hour and he's sitting on water. Carrying a lot more bands. What calls does he have? I can't tell. I'm gonna bet they're moat gears. No, those aren't. I don't know what those are. Maybe Ganderlanders. He lost them. Landed at the end of the plane, but the guy tonight they might have landed far. What do you? What kind of calls you blowing, Dave? Uh, these are CS. Mike Snell. Oh, okay, here. yeah. Oh, Mike, great guy. I've got a custom. Oh, awesome. I've got a custom call of his that's in my office. It's in my uh, trophy case that I will never, ever, ever take out of that case. It means more to me because of his story than anybody I know. You know that he. You know that's one thing I get about him. He is just a true good person, and um, that's that's pretty much all I got anymore. Um, I blow all of his stuff. I mean, I. You know, I've had a lot of calls, so. Yeah. Um, but I really like mics. They're really smooth. They're really goosey. Um, everybody makes a good call. You but, know, uh, that that is what's amazing. Is like the quality of calls that are out right now. Like nobody has a crappy call out there anymore. No, they're all pretty decent. He, I uh, mean, when when we started with Jeff, I mean, nobody made a lesser call, right. and then me. Johnny started doing that lesser thing, and now God, there's all kinds of people that make a lesser call now. When when uh, <clears throat> when we went to dive bomb to Squad Fest last this past summer, uh, Mike wasn't there, and that was the one person I wanted to meet more than that's that's the one person I wanted to meet, and I went up to his booth, and he wasn't there. Just I wanted to shake his hand. He's a, he's an incredible story and a cool dude. He's been on the podcast with us. You know, raising I'm those hoping, boys. What a great man. He's supposed to come up and hunt with me, so. Um, this year, so I told him and his boys they needed to come up. It was only three hours away. Um, maybe so I think I probably see him this year. Maybe he'll come up that Thursday and Friday after the election when I come up. Hey, you never know. You never know. About once a year, he'll make a post on Facebook that'll just rip your heart out. I mean, losing his well, wife and raising those kids—it's that's tough yeah, guy. Yeah. It does. To endure all through that and still have a positive attitude. Yeah, yeah, we had, Yeah, I would be a bitter asshole if I had to go through that. Oh, we got we got more action. Oh, there's your mallards, Jeff. Do you think he's running spinners? I bet he's not. There's he's the first person that ever had a spinner. Oh, really? That I knew, yes. He showed up at the parking lot of the lodge. He goes, come here, look at this. And I walked out in his truck, and he had one. I'm like, okay. It's like some kind of fucked up decoy with <laughs> with white things sticking outside of it. He goes, man, it works great. Hey, Dave, do you, do you are you running any spinners right now? Uh, no, I'm not. You know, I um, 
I needed to get hold of Lucky Duck and get some of their new lithiums. You can't find them anywhere. Really? Maybe that's why on our last order we didn't get any. Right. Well, uh, they said they were waiting on product. Hey, uh, Dave, do you remember? Uh, th- th- we go back. Me and you go back a long, 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 long way, a long time. You were the first person to, that ever had a, a spinner. When you showed it to me, you told me you you hunted with some guys up north that had been to uh, Arkansas or somewhere, and they had one, and you sh- you showed it to me. And I thought, you've lost your fucking mind. There's no way that thing's going to work. And you said, oh, it's like magic. And you're the first person that ever brung a spinner to the lodge. I was might have been the first person in Minnesota to ever use one. Um, one of the guys, you remember John Clark? Yes. Um. He knew a guy in California that had one, and it was all it was was a box and a blade that spun. It didn't even have a duck thing, and you laid it on the ground, and it worked. Um, you know, they'd see that flashing on the ground, and then about a year or two after that, they come up with the one that had the wings um, and the body in it, and um, God, I suppose we had them for two or three years before anybody was even using them. Well, the farmers would just laugh at us. They'd go, you're them two crazy guys out there shooting the mallards. We'd watch, we'd have 10,000 mallards come up on us. And uh, (laughs) there's a new, there's a new, a, a new tool out right now too. A guy sent me a picture of it yesterday. And it's the same thing that I talked about with, uh, I told Ron Winicky one time, if he may ever come up with something that would spin like a flashcard, you've heard me talk about it? Mm-hmm. Somebody's got one out now. I think he's finishing this goose. Well. See? Are you sleeping? Is anybody out there? That guy left a minute ago. I saw him walk by. Oh, he got him. Oh. Told you he was finishing it. Told so, you, I can tell. So, uh. He called it. Anyways, uh. There's a new tool out. I saw a guy sent me a picture of it yesterday. It's it's like just a spinning wing, but it's on the ground and it sets real low. And they said the ducks, I can't keep the ducks off of them. Flick, flick of flockers? No, 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 no. This is this is just a. It looks like it's about six inches long and it just white. It's just white. And it just spins on the ground like a, a pinwheel would, but it's real low to the ground. <clears throat> and they said the ducks are just tearing them up. I'm trying to think who sent Somebody sent me a video, and they hunted over them. How would that be any different than, like, a regular wind-powered driven wing that it, you just put close to the ground? I, I don't know, but it's the same, It's that concept to it. But he right. said that the, the ducks are just tearing it up right now. They just can't keep the ducks off of them. Hmm. And I'm trying to think they, of who it was. Oh, you sure it ain't a flicker-flicker? No, 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 no. I've seen those. No, this is different. But it's the same. It's the same general concept, but it's a little different looking. And I can't believe I can't remember if someone just made it themselves. But he said, "Man, the ducks just will not get off of it." Here he goes again. There's another. <laughs> See, this is for all them guys that think it, the hunt's over with at eight thirty in the morning. It's ten thirty. That's, that's me, Jeff. That's me in a nutshell. And the goose god is out there still getting after him. And that's why he's a goose god, and I'm not. I'm ready to go at ten thirty. Maybe this will be a thing. Maybe this will be a new segment we have. The Big Honker Podcast joins you in the goose blind. That'd be pretty cool. We call it like a football game. I'm like Peyton Manning. I could tell what he was about to do. Listen, I didn't even have to see it. I, I don't just, want people getting into my emails. I could just tell. Did you see what the Redskins did on that? Or not the, the Redskins? Uh, did you see what the NFL said now? 
Buccaneers removed him from the ring of honor. Well, which was chicken shit, too, I thought. NFL says they're not going to disclose any more of the any more emails. Well, of nobody not, else it probably uh, they got the, the owner. They got the, earth, the got the person they wanted. Well, Roger Goodell did not like John Gruden, right. and that's what it's all about. Well, and um, they said you know sixty five thousand emails and nothing implicated. Here the, we go. Here we go. He shot twice. He missed. He's about to third, shot third time. time. Told you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you miss? He fucking missed. Bigger than oh. shit. What? He's dead. Well, a Canada? Yeah. It took three shots, though, Dave. I'm, yeah, I'm shooting a 20 gauge. Five. Oh, okay. All You're right. shooting boss? I'm shooting boss? Yeah. Yeah. That's yep. Way to go. Those little things, they'll they'll fucking, they'll sting them. Oh. I'm out of bullets. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm trying to operate this. That way our oh. listeners don't get their ears blown out. Oh, my God, I think they're going to come back around. What are they? Geese? Buffalo head. Oh, heads. Yeah, oh Jesus Christ. Burn that ass, Dave. Burn that ass. Dave, you're not going to eat them oh. things, are you? You know, they're not that bad. Oh. See? The Rory White. That's what everybody's told us, and Jeff doesn't believe them. It's a duck. Had, yeah, I have ate them. They're not bad. Somebody said there's no. a, they're, they're like a little butterball. That's what we, they called them. Back in the um, the days of um, market hunting, that's what they were. They called them butterballs. So see there, Jeff. You don't even know. People are awful damn hungry. That's what you ought to feed him if he comes up there, Dave. Just get a couple buffalo heads in the freezer and just tell him that you're cooking for him, and he'll never know the difference. Merganser. Yeah, Ugh. we're having merganser tonight. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell the difference between a merganser and a buffalo head. I promise you. So it's it's a nasty duck or goose. I had duck at the resort, and it was not like any duck I've ever had. And I think you said that also. Yes, in Mexico, I had some that was out of this world. So, so uh, when how long does your season last, Hale? Um, shit, uh, right before probably Thanksgiving, the duck season, and then our goose season. Oh my God! If this comes in, I'm gonna. There's a box. A thousand ducks in front of me, just swarming about two hundred yards out. Are they? Uh, and they look like redheads, cans, mallards, maybe. So a lot of divers. So y'all are getting a big migration push today. You know, we've seen some of it yesterday. These birds have been. A lot of these birds have been here for a little while. They sit on the lake. Um, they haven't had to even go out to the fields to feed. Um. Been, there's so much aquatic, the water's been low, so all of our vegetation's really high. So they have plenty of food on the water, and they don't even need to go out into the fields to eat. The You know, like the mallards and the pintails and stuff. Right. Hey, um, is an east wind, is that pretty common where you are? No, you know, southeast east wind, but yeah, it's east wind, pretty hard east wind right now. Yeah, I can Usually, tell. Winds, it's stormy, um, and they go slow. Um, yeah, I, I can tell. I can tell the winds whipping. I didn't know if an east because an east wind here, it's pretty. Uh, it's it's not very common. Usually, like you said, if we get an east wind here, it's because it's storming. Yeah. Um. 
So what were those? Did, had the, did those birds? Did they just hop up out of somewhere, or are they coming they're in? They're just they're sitting in the middle of the lake. Oh, where they know they're safe. Right. And then they they kind of roost there, but there's a couple thousand ducks there. How many uh, how many decoys do you have out right now? Oh, probably a couple hundred at least. Here he goes again. He missed. He missed. You've got a couple hundred floaters out right now? Yeah, at least. Who? Jeff, are you up for that kind of work? Dave, when I come up there, we want to do field hunting. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I only put up two, three hundred then. Well, I can help you that. I don't even own any waders. No, no waders. I'm not wearing waders. I got rubber boots on, but... So is this place you're hunting? I actually do this in a boat anyway. Is this place you're hunting, is it, uh, is it something that you control the water level, or is it Mother Nature driven? Kind of a little bit of both. Um, there is a pump and an access, and it's been designated as a waterfall lake, so they try to keep it down so they can keep um, you know, the vegetation down, keep fish out. They're not doing a real good job about maintaining it real well, but uh, this low year definitely helped. Um, so, ha clarify that for me. How does that work? So, the, the state has designated it a waterfowl area, and the state kind of manages, but y'all, it, it's not public, though, is it? No, because it's private all the way around, but all water is public. Oh. In Minnesota. Oh. Um, so you have access to the water. You, I mean, you you can as long as you're in a boat and you're not on the guy's shoreline, you can hunt it. But there's no way somebody else could get out there in a boat because you've got the oh, land around it. Yeah. Well, there's probably five or six owners on this prop or this whole lake. It's a pretty big lake. Right. Um, it's probably five six miles long and a mile two miles wide. Oh wow! Okay. Um, you know, my point's probably almost a mile long, and it's only 10 yards wide. But it goes all the way across the middle of the lake. Jeff's trying to find you on a map right now. What, what was the name of the lake? Upper Lightning. Upper, south of Upper Upper Lightning. Don't, don't, don't be giving away secrets, Well, I'm Jeff. not looking. See, I'm just trying to figure out oh, where no, it. It's actually kind of cool to look at at a map. Because once you find Upper Lightning, you zoom in on the middle of it on Google Map, and you can see a line going all the way out really? uh, in the middle of the lake. And you said it's ten miles south of Vergas, southwest or southwest. <clears throat> oh, I see it right now, Upper Lightning Lake. You're looking at it. Uh huh. Go right to the middle of it. <clears throat> From the east side, you'll see a line going out. Well, he's on. You're not on. You're not looking I'm at it on, on satellite. Now I'm putting it on satellite. I see a camp. Oh. I see a real little small. Like a canal. I bet. Where Where's the line at? Up in the middle of it. It's about in the middle of the middle. It's about in the middle of the lake. But it comes off the east side. 
and goes to the west. The likes way the the video. Hey. Anyway, that's a it's a. There's a lot of water there around that area. Yeah. So what do the birds? I mean, does does do they just? Is that pretty centralized where the birds go almost every day, or do they bounce around on lake, different lakes? They bounce around on different lakes. Um, I got a lake north of here that's probably got 2,000 birds on it that's only 100 acres. Mm-hmm. We should have probably hunted there this morning, but I kind of like shooting cans and redheads. So that's mainly mallards and a lot of puddle ducks down there. There's some, some divers, but... This is so much nicer when it's windy and it's, you know, I got steel pits up and stuff like that. Don't have to wear waders. Why would rain. you? Comfy. Why would you rather shoot cans over mallards? They're faster. Oh. <laughs> You're in it for the sport. So many times of the years I get to shoot mallards whenever I really want. Now, uh, has it always been that way? mallards i mean do you remember shooting just a ton of mallards when you were a kid growing up or is that something that's fairly new you know since the 90s yeah we seem like we always shot a fair amount there there seems to be more of an abundance of mallards than most ducks you know teal there's a lot too but they leave here fairly early right this year i think i'll see a lot of mallards because dakota's is fairly dry some of them birds will come over here because this is where the water is. Right. Have you uh, have you noticed any of that uh, to this date yet? Have you noticed uh, more birds than you normally see right now? Yeah, I've been I've noticed Dakota birds, pintails, mallards, and stuff. Right. Weren't here late summer. That got here like in September, mm-hmm. and by bigger numbers than we normally have here. So we either had a really good hatch or I'm getting birds from North Dakota. Right. Hey, um, why why is your area the rivet band place to go? You shoot more freaking rivet bands. Now I know why you want to go up there with me. Well, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear of any other part of the country that shoots rivet bands the way that Fergus Falls does. Well, maybe we, we shoot a lot of them, I suppose, because there's a lot of people hunting here, too. Right. But no, yeah, you're right. We do probably shoot more than anywhere else. Um, they must just be the next stop from the Winnipeg birds. All them birds that are banded like that, they are all coming from Winnipeg in Churchill up there. So um, they just work their way down here, and this is one of their stops, I guess. And um, I hear of it going on down in Iowa, too. You know, after they leave here, they shoot some of them in Iowa. Right. So that's um, a good time for us to shoot some bands is going to be that day after the election. Well, the day after the election is the day I can't go. Well, no, we're, we're traveling that day. Yeah. That That's the day I got that big group. Is yeah. they, they, do their, they go up and they do their election thing, and then the next day I hunt them all, and then they leave by the middle of the day the next day, so... And that's about the time I really start field hunting hard, too. So, see, there, see, there, there you go, Jeff. November 4th, 5th, and 6th. What's the purpose of the rivet band? Like, what, what's, what's wrong with just the regular band? I don't know. You get two of them. Yeah, but I don't know why they put it on there. 
and the new ones, I guess, I mean, I've shot, they, they've been doing it for a few years. Um, the new ones have a stainless steel band and a rivet band. You know, I did not know that that stainless was uh, tough to come by. All of our guides, they just they, they claim they want a stainless, and I didn't even know that was a thing. I I, th- I thought I, I didn't know because I've got a couple. I got a bunch of them uh, uh, from Speckle Belly. Yes, yeah. But but, but I have Canada one right there. Really? That's that one came off of a off of a rivet band. That was with a rivet band. Yep. I did not know that the stainless was a uh, coveted item. Do you shoot any Jack Miners there? No. Fuck. No, I have not shot a Jack Miner here. I've heard of one. One besides the joke we played on a guy. What was that? Oh, we had a, you know, they, you can go up to Jack Miner and they'll give you a plate that says Jack Miner and it's actually the band, but it ain't rolled. Right. Well, we, we rolled it. And put it on a goose leg. This was long, 20-some 20, 20 years ago. And the one guy was just a band. I mean, everything for a band. And so we had a one of the younger kids. I says, put this in your pocket. Oh, God, nice shot. The guy <laughs> dropped it about 60 yards there. Boss. Um, he had <laughs> this jack. We put it on this band or this leg and. I said, just put it in your pocket for now and get it out later. And say, God, Dave told me to throw this in my pocket. And he gets it out and he he sees it. And we're all pretending we're sleeping in the lodge, you know. And all of a sudden we're here. It's a Jack Miner. It's a Jack Miner. And he, he grabs the leg and he goes storming out the door. And he starts calling people. And we're, I mean, we didn't even have a chance to even start laughing. <laughs> and runs out oh come on roll this way baby and dave reese is now setting up the putt oh we got oh, oh, shot oh three times he missed tanked about fast i am so glad he only shot three you shot three yeah oh he pulled a triple jeff what'd you shoot we thought you missed blue wing teal three of them that's fucking impressive have you ever pulled a triple on a teal well, many times, Andy. Oh, you have not, because you only shoot an over and under. I've shot a triple back in the day. I shot 13 straight green wing teal one morning. Back when I was way, 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 I was young. Back when you Me, were Tony, young. and Dad were shooting together, and I shot 13 green wing teal and 13 shots. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you only shot three times, because you're on television. He's about to shoot again. I don't shoot more than three times. Unless I shoot again here really soon, but I you seen me reload. I did see you reload, so we're 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 still good here. Did you uh, did you ever know anybody that? I think he's about to shoot again. No. Do I ever know anybody? Did you did you ever know anybody that would file? Because for a while there, couldn't you file something down in uh, like the Super Black Eagle to where you could float a force shell? Well, the old ones. Yeah. Oh, you probably still can. You know, it was actually, it's just a groove. All they did was put a groove in the bolt so you can't do it anymore. Right. But if you filled that groove in on the bottom of your bolt, it would shoot four. Because I remember uh, that was the big thing back in, uh, whenever they came out, 2000s or whatever. Everybody was floating that four shell. Yeah. 
Got well, some... if you can't hit nothing with the first two, you're probably not going to hit nothing with the second. Yeah, that's that's probably true, too. I need to subscribe to that way of thinking more because I waste a lot of shotgun shells. But in my defense about my shooting, and you know how it is here, everything's back up. I mean, yeah. I don't ever take the cherry shot. Like, if I shoot, it's something that might be crippled or that I think is going to get away. Not like Ron. No, not no, no. <laughs> no. He was a shooting jack. He didn't give a shit what it was. <laughs> he could be spinning, be the first one to shoot every time. <laughs> Boy, it used to wear me out, too. God almighty. He could go from dead sleep to shooting. Oh, I know. Or flagging. Or flagging. He would flag while he was asleep. <laughs> yeah, I did. I really did. It it, uh, it was impressive to see. And he didn't have, like, a regular flag. He had one that was like a flag you would see on a on a pole. And he would just work that wrist back and forth. Figure eights is what he would tell me. Just figure eights. <laughs> All day long. I'd finally have to be like, and I always felt bad. Because, you know, I'm 13, 14 years old. I, listen, he's driving me to the field so that I can guide. I'm not going to tell him to put his flag up. We just took it from him all the time. <laughs> just hide it from him. We just shoved it behind his seat. He'd never find it. No shit. <laughs> I, I, I kind of imagine when you were going through Randy's stuff, that would be like Ron just passing away, not telling – well, he didn't tell you where anything was anyway. And no. like Jeff and Tony just rummaging through that house or his truck trying to make heads or tails out of what they have. Yeah. In a hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah exactly it's funny uh after he passed away the couple that got his house uh tony and i were we we were make we put a bid in on a house and anyway they were in the neighborhood and they came in and they said hey uh we would like you for you to put a bid in to fix our house up and we're like well where do you live and they started giving us directions and we were like is it a tan brick house they said yeah 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 we said is there dog kennels in the back in a pond Oh, yeah, you know where it is? I said, yeah, and I know the guy that lived there. We're not touching it. <laughs> I said he was, a, he was a pack rat. But, you know, like all legends, he's, get, he's like a dog. He's getting better. His stories are getting better, and we're forgetting about all the stuff he screwed up. He didn't see him. Dave's going to shoot again. Come on, come on. A little farther. This is how the goat calls. He doesn't even pick up his lanyard to shoot. They shot at the other plot, too. Shot. Dave's going to finish it. Did he, you get him? He missed. Oh, no. no, no. I got one bullet left. He's going to come back. Must be a buffle head or a ring neck. Oh, it's a bluebill. Yep. No, he missed him, though. Duck's been shot at by four different blinds. <laughs> Just flying in circles. Yes, he pretty much... Oh, there's another one. <laughs> you know, somebody needs to do live webcams from blinds. I'd watch this every morning. You would? Fuck yeah, I'd enjoy this. Can you see me, Jeff? Yeah, we can I can see, see you. you. I can't see you missing. Oh. I think well, you... I don't have for a man. You need to, uh, you're going to have to like provide... Some video proof of the birds on. Where, who's getting the birds? They're just laying there. No, they're floating over to the other shoreline on the other side. It's only like a hundred yards. You just pick them up at the end of the day. Yep. Save my boat. Well, that it's makes sense. It's kind of busy out, so if I only got to go out once, right? I'll be happy. 
Well, hey, show your spread to everybody. Pick your camera up and show everybody your spread, the layout. They'd like to see that. Everybody's on YouTube with us. I can, you can only see part of it. Well, that's okay. They'd like to see what you're what – you're, it gives them the whole story. Don't show them the good part. All right, I'll see if I can – Flip it over. Yeah, there can you see there or not? Yeah, we can see the decoys out in front of you. And then, oh, and there's a little peninsula. That's what you were supposed to be looking for, Jeff. That's pretty cool looking. It's it's a very picturesque place. Are, are the leaves changing colors yet? Oh, yeah. they We've lost our, actually, the ones behind me were orange and red last week before the rain. And now they're just a few green and yellows. And most of the leaves are off of the trees. So, how... How do you see behind you? Because you got decoys on the other side. Are they just you? Just let them buzz around. I got decoys all around me. But you're not looking behind you. Well, the wind's behind me. Well, they you still know. Might. I can. I got eyes in the back of my head. Well, I can sense. Well, I'm that, a guide. That's true too. You know. I, I understand. I'm just. We do. We do amazing things without even people knowing. <laughs> Every day. Uh, what gun are you shooting? Um, a Benelli, little 20 gauge. Actually, I'm shooting my wife's gun right now. You're not, um, is your hearing okay? You're not even wearing hearing protection. You've been doing this forever. Huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's been deaf since I've known him. <laughs> exactly. There's nothing to save. I really have been. You know, I, I don't hear high frequency really well, but, um, anything lower that you know i worked as a machinist for a lot of years so i heard a lot of high pitch buzzing and chopping that probably wasn't good for my hearing either yeah but what's amazing is you can hear a fucking turkey gobble at 200 yards 300 yards through the woods for sure our goose three miles away mm -hmm. yeah um, I, I don't like taking my wife turkey hunting because i i also have a hard time hearing and then we'll, there'll just be the faintest gobble, and I'll be like, oh, there's one over there. And she's like, how the fuck do you tell me you hear that? But you can't hear when, when me or your children are calling you. It's called zone, zoning them out. Well, lady, I don't know. It's a miracle. It's a, it's a miracle. God blessed us. so we, That's why he, he did that so we'd stay married, so we just wouldn't hear them all the time. <laughs> Probably true. That's exactly what it is. But then as yeah. they get older, they they learn into that old system of, well, I go, when would you buy that? Well, you told me I could. When? <laughs> well, you were watching the football game. You don't remember? They know when to ask. Hell no, I don't remember. And I, don't, I really don't even think she ever asked. They just do it anyways. <laughs> All right, Dave. We're going to let you. Big for forgiveness than ask for permission. That's right. We're going we're gonna to let you get back to your hunting. What's Y'all got a website now for the flagging? Yeah, uh, flagman.com. Net.com. Net.com? Flagman.net.com. Flagman, let me check here. Yeah, that's what I was fixing. I was going to look it up myself because I have a feeling you messed that up. It is flagmanproducts.net. Well, you were way off on that deal. <laughs> <laughs> My email, I didn't even know I had an email on it, but I guess I do. Um, Dave Reese at flagmanproducts.net and they've all got all the flags now come with a with a rubber tip 
to prove. Yep, the new, yep, all the new style stuff is going to be with the rubber tip and going to be, um, I actually, I got a new product. We're calling it the pole lander. Mm-hmm. It's a pole kite and a lander all in one. You had that when you, when you were here, didn't you? I kind of kind of set stuff up sometimes like that, but now it's got a clip that'll hold it on the pole. And then if it's too windy to run that pole kite, you can pull it back down and make a lander out of it. Right. Because uh, I remember nope. you had the one, and it I think it was just a uh, it was just a decoy pole. And you had one there, and then you had another uh, flag kind of in the middle somewhere on that. Oh, God, I've had so much stuff over the years, I can't even think of a different ones I've used. I used to use Double Trouble. Yeah, the Double Trouble, that's the one I'm thinking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'll make them kind of on a special order type of deal because they just, you're on a, you're looking at like a 20-foot rod and right. two flags. Is that is that kind of what you were describing with the one that you were just talking about? No, that pole lander yeah. is just uh, it's basically his lander that you know is a short pole, but it's the full goose with the white crescent on the back. Okay, you can unhook it, and that pole will extend nine feet out. Gotcha. So you can get up above and use it like a bird landing up above. Right. But you know. Yeah. Uh, it gives you a couple different options. The we went with. Um, he used to make them all black. We started going with the white. I did white on one side and black on the other, so they could flip it over. A lot of the guys up in Canada are all buying the the black and white ones that right. are. So they they'll go hunt snow geese in the morning, mm -hmm. and use the same flag, flip it over black black side for the Canadas and the. Um, the ducks at night right they go you know and um and they they've had they've i haven't had any problems they all love them they said so i'm getting kind of a good deal from that i gotta tell you before um it, for a flag i want it black or white i want i want a big contrast because i mean that's really all that you're doing anyway with the flag you're trying to create attention so like for you guys, especially if it's dark out or if you're in a dark field, that darker flag's harder to see. And in you know, in the last 10, 15 years, you guys have a lot of snow geese. Right. Yes. So yeah. That white flag stands out um, big time. Yeah. So you have that option that you can flip it over whenever you want, or like what I've been telling the guys is like most of the time the really good. Um, big Canada hunting's in the snow up here. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can lay that snow flag down on the snow and it completely disappears. Right, right. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Now, when you're snow, when you, when when there's snow on the ground, are you mainly doing it out of pits? Yeah, it's all, all out of pits with heater buddies. Heaters and yeah, yeah, comfy hunting. Kids have it too easy now. You probably froze your ass off when you were a kid. No, I've just wrecked a lot of people by pit hunting. Yeah. Most people have, that used to field hunt, after they pit hunted once or twice, they usually sell their ground blind. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I can imagine so. It's 30 below. I don't want to sit in a ground blind either, yeah. Jeff. Well, Dave, and, and it's better to shoot, stand and shoot yes. than sit and shoot. You yeah. know? No, that's exactly right. Well, listen, we're going to let you go. We appreciate you uh, sharing the blind with us this morning. It's been a lot of fun. Even though we're not there in person, it's been fun to be there. Uh, shooting the shit with you just like old times and 
Uh, maybe we can get together after the election. Sounds good. Take care, bud. We'll see you maybe in about a month or in a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. Talk see to you ya. later. Bye. See you, Andy. Uh-huh. I'll get a couple flags to you. Okay. Appreciate it, bud. Bye. We'll talk to you later. Dave Reese. The great Dave Reese. Let me tell you, I was sweating it because all we have done for three years, three and a half years now. How long have we been doing this podcast? Is it three years? Three Over three years now. So it's three and a half years. All we have done is pumped up this man's legacy about how good of a killer he is. I was really worried that we were going to get skunked. Best goose guy to ever work for me. Eight by far. But... And I've had a lot of really good ones. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. So whoever's in second place, I'm never going to tell you who's second. So if you're out there and you work for me and you think, well, fuck, I'm a, I was right there. Well, you're second. I figure I would be second. Well, you might be. I don't know. I'll never say who's second, but Dave Reese is number one. I just figured I was second. Are we going to go by kills per birds per average or anything? Because number two might be in the parking lot out there right now. Tony? Tony killed a lot of birds, too. He was a good hunter. No. You got you to gotta, you gotta be active. Oh, so it's only active hunters? Yeah. I, there's a lot of... Tony's retired. Like, listen, <clears throat> listen. You go into the Hall of Fame in the NFL after five years of not putting on cleats. Yeah. Has Tony put on Has Tony put on the old the nope. old camouflage in the last couple of years? No, but if he did, I'd have faith in him killing some birds. He's a good hunter. There's a lot... That's what I'm saying. Number two is it could be a lot of people. There's a lot of good guys. He's number one. He's the best hunter I ever had. I'm telling you, when things were tough and it got stale birds or whatever it is he was still bringing a limit of birds in almost every day and his attitude never really changed either no not he that didn't. i remember as he, i don't i don't remember dave ever being a bad mood or just he took it day at a time just whatever happened happened like everything um, it, it was dave every 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 evening yeah and, and you know what most of the guys that work here now of the full-time guys or the guys that have been doing it for a while it's the same way yeah you take it for one step at a time so. i'm the bitchy one you are there's no doubt about that all right i'm gonna introduce our new sponsor too steak plains meats Folks, we are in the middle of a time where getting meat's going to be hard to come by, maybe. You might go to the grocery store. Steaks yesterday are $15 a pound or something. Oh, my goodness. So, Steak Plains Meats has passed state inspections with fine covers, uh, colors and can help provide that alternative. Bring them your fed-out beef, and they will provide custom processing to fit your needs. Don't have your own beef. They can help you out there, too. Also, taking deer, and it's Steak Plains Meats. I'm telling you, folks, this is where you need to go. And my damn phone was cutting out on me about the time I get to my place I need. And it's Steak Plains Meats, and they are in Crosbyton, Texas, 806-675-0044, or staked, S-T-A-K-E-D, Meats at gmail.com. We haven't been buying store meat much. We mm-hmm. basically do full yeah. get a full beef. It, if you can afford it. And you got the freezer space. Buy you a full beef right now. Uh, I, that, Joe Biden and I'm going to make this political for a minute, Joe Biden, everything he's told us about what's going to happen has happened just about. And he keeps talking about this dark, long winter we're fixing to have. I think that means we're going to be having trouble with grocery stores. They're already saying Christmas, there's not going to be a lot of stuff on the shelves at Christmas time. Which might be good because if the airlines continue to stay fucked up, which God bless you, Jeff, you're flying today, tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we might not be getting together for Christmas anyway. Well, we will. We all live in the same town. Well, we, we don't will, have to but take there's a jet be a lot six weeks. That. That's right. There's going to be a lot of problems. But 
storing up for food. Mom bought her turkeys for Christmas and Thanksgiving. That. She's already bought them. I saw that. Because they're saying there's going to be a shortage of turkeys. Well, Jesse, she tried to get chicken the other night. And no chicken in this store, or her parents were an hour away in a bigger town. That's Not a that's single crazy. piece of chicken. So, so fucking beef is probably going to be next. I'll get your whole beef. Buy it while you can. Um, I'm not going to lie. Us people that live in the small Midwest, all over, small towns, you get outside the big cities, don't give a shit if you're in from Maine to California. If you get away from the big cities, those people are going to be okay because yeah. we can either hunt for something or we have neighbors that have cattle or we have cattle, goats, chickens, everything. Those people in big cities don't have that. But if you live in a big city, call the guys in Crosbyton, stock up on your fill, – fill your freezers up. You know, it's if you can afford it. People can't afford it. This is the people I feel sorry for that can't afford to buy – six months worth of beef at a time if you can afford to because there's no telling how much hamburger meat's gonna cost a pound if there's zero of it (laughs) i mean and the people that have it they're not going to give it to you because they're going to be worried about not being able to replace it yeah so prepare yourselves and prepare your families all right thank y'all very much god bless y'all and have a great day Go check out all of our great sponsors. Check them out for your meat, just like Jeff said. It might be a tough time. Check out Eyesight Drones, Bangtail Whiskey, Goose Creek Retrievers, Gundog Outdoors, Looking Glass Duck Club Podcast, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters, Lucky Duck, Dirty Duck Coffee, Boss Shot Shells, uh, Dive Bomb Industries, Pacific Calls, and Shin Gear Waiters.